Nate! John ran through the trees, up a slope that swiftly grew rugged and broken. This was the only way that his son could have gone without being seen from the road. Surely he couldn't be far away, surely no farther than over the little rise up ahead. Nate! Where are you? And then, coming over the rise, he saw him. In the middle of an open grassy patch, the little boy was sitting, silently crying with big, shoulder-heaving sobs. Oh, man! Nate! Feeling his gut twist, John strode to the boy and scooped him up, hugging him hard. I'm sorry, he whispered into the boy's neck. Dad's sorry. I didn't mean to make you sad. Honest, kiddo, from now on, any time you have to pee, or do anything, just say it and we'll do it. That's a promise, okay? After a while, Nate stopped sobbing. Pretty soon, hand in hand, they walked back to the camper. They got in, and as he was being buckled up, Nate looked around and, tears still staining his cheeks, gave his father a radiant grin. The miraculous forgiveness of the very young. Now John remembered something that would be just right for this moment. From the back of the camper he hauled out the thing he'd been keeping as a surprise. Nate's eyes grew round. "'Teddy Ruxpin!' he squawked. "'You know this bear?' "'Course I know him. He's on TV. Is—is he for me?' Nate's voice was barely audible, he was so thrilled. From being broken-hearted a few minutes back, he was in paradise. John found himself amazed. Kids were capable of emotional swings that in an adult would be plain crazy. Still, with this toy, his intuition had obviously been spot on. He had once loved Teddy Ruxpin, and now, apparently, so did Nate. Maybe this would finally get them going on the right track together. They began driving again, heading up the Fraser Valley toward the mountains, where it looked like a summer storm was brewing. Then, quite suddenly, John was struck with a memory, of himself crying much as Nate had done earlier, and in an automobile. Then he had it. No doubt the association had come because the incident had happened on this very highway. A few kilometers farther east, where the valley turned into the precipitous Fraser Canyon, on a route now bypassed by all but tourist traffic, there was an attraction called Hell's Gate. As a child, on the way to or from holidays, he'd longed to see it, but his father was always in too much of a hurry. Then one year, after much begging, a promise was made to stop on the way home. John still vividly remembered the thrill of anticipation as they'd started down the canyon, and the tire blowout that had almost sent their car plunging into it. By the time his father— furious and shaking from shock, had put on the spare, an hour had been lost. Reaching Hell's Gate, oblivious to all pleas, he'd driven right by, and John had spent the rest of the journey home in a fit of seven-year-old peak. The next time the family traveled inland was years later. His father avoided the Fraser Canyon entirely, taking the newly built Coquihalla Highway. To this day he'd never seen Hell's Gate.